Um, it might not surprise you to know that uh, you don't have to go very long between interviews when Harry and Meghan are concerned. You know, she's been a bit quiet lately, but he um, hasn't. Let's face it, he's had his book out, uh, he's been talking on talk shows. Uh, he's now decided to give yet another interview. This is the one I think I'm not uh, wrong in saying uh, was the, um, uh, the sort of the webinar which he did with a bloke called uh, Dr. Mate, uh, Dr. Gabor Mate. It might be Mate, I'm not entirely sure. It's a Hungarian name, apparently. Uh, but Dr. Gabor Mate, Mate, is um, a pretty controversial figure. He's known around um, Californian circles as a sort of a, a heavy-duty therapist, but he's also got some rather interesting views about Israel, Hamas, uh, and the Palestinian struggle as well. Uh, let's talk to Angela Levin, royal biographer and journalist, about this latest interview. But before we do that, uh, let's have a look at him talking about his authentic self. The times that I ventured towards being myself, being my authentic true self, for one shape or another, whether it was through media or family or whatever it was, it was almost like you don't 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 be yourself come yeah. back to what you what you expected to be <sighs> dear god um angela a very good morning to you hello good morning i mean um i don't really want to continue to give harry a hard time but he makes it very difficult doesn't he well, I mean, those gestures and that explanation of who he might be or is or was um, is soul-destroying, actually. Mm. Um, I can't recognise him at all. And he goes on to say so much that Megan, the exceptional woman, yeah. has given him space. Maybe she says, get out of here. You don't quite know what that means. <laughs> um, but he he's, he's desperately unhappy. I mean, the guru um, gave him about five illnesses that he's got, mm. you know, um, depression, anxiety, panic, panic disorder, PTSD, and attention deficit disorder. I mean, for goodness sake, how mm. can he say that he's actually in a good place? When I was with him, before Megan became the most important woman in his life, um, he was fun. He was uh, energetic. Mm. He was um, a, a really nice, jolly prince yeah. who could do good work. And now he he looks like um, somebody who's dragged off the street. Yeah. Quite He's a sort of shadow of his former self in all sorts of ways, isn't he? Um, and whenever you see the footage when he talks about, um, you know, giving his children love, smothering them with love because he never had any. Well, hang on a minute. You know, his mother, who he professes to absolutely hero worship, was alive for quite a long part of his childhood. If yeah. he says he didn't get any love at all, then does he say that she didn't give him any either? You know, he's saying he came from a broken home, like, you know, minimum 50% of people in this country. Um, you see pictures of him with his father and his brother, video footage from the ski slopes when they were growing up. You know, you see no sign whatsoever of a, of a child who isn't having a lovely life. No, I think he's been um, told that his father is terrible and his brother is terrible. Mm. He didn't mention William throughout the 90 minutes of horrid listening. Mm. He said, which was a sort of undercover attack of him, that he felt very differently from other members of the royal family. Um, and his mother did as well. So it was just the two of them who felt differently. And underneath that is saying, you know, she didn't like William as much as she loved mm. him. 
and William didn't like her very much. He's suffering too, but he's managed to turn it into something positive. And as he said, um, be creative, not uh, wound down by all this agony. He must miss her every day. But to ignore him completely and put himself um, on a pedestal mm. for taking all sorts of dangerous drugs, some of which are illegal. And he also, when he talks about cuddling his children, as he said, it seems to be an obsession, not just a love, that if you see them and they're laughing or they're crying, you pick them up, hug them. You don't turn it into a whole episode. And you think that he's actually doing this because um, he feels he must. There's a sort of huge tension yeah. there. Well, let's have a look at what you... Like him. No, I mean, you were referring to what he said about Megan. Let's have a look at him saying it himself. My, my partner is, is an exceptional human being, and I am eternally grateful for the, the wisdom and the space that she's been able to give to me. Yes, well, well you know, exceptional human being. Yeah, she sent her first husband the wedding ring back in an envelope when she decided to take up with somebody else in Toronto. Yes. Doesn't sound that exceptional. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's exceptional, but I don't think he meant that. But he obviously worships her still, which is fine for him. Yeah. But I don't think he understands what's going on underneath the right. layer. And well, I, I mean, let's do a little pop psychology, shall we? Since I mean, he's yes, such a big fan of true. pop psychology. I would suggest to him uh, that to be in a relationship with somebody that you worship is probably not the greatest idea because you will do nothing other than to try and please them, and you will do nothing other than to try and do exactly what they want you to do, and you will never have a grown-up and proper, actual, uh, loving relationship because you are in such awe of that other person that you you can't be yourself as he so much wants to be. I never see that those sort of relationships last, actually. No. Because the person who wants you to be, you know, hailing them and uh, respecting them mm. so in much that they never have opinions or decisions of their own, I get bored with that. It might be all right at the beginning. Mm. You think, oh, this is wonderful. This is the man in my life who will do, as I say, who believes what I say. But after a while, I don't know any couple where that works. No, uh, exactly. And also, you yeah, it gave... But surely you've got to be accepted for yourself, whatever that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And, and certain things can change. Yeah. We can't actually completely um, be grovelling on the ground. No. Well, otherwise you become subsumed into the other person's personality, which is exactly what's happened to him. You know, he can have all this for free, by the way. He doesn't have to pay any expensive Californian, you know, shrinks. I can give him all of this as my life's work. Uh, and my life's kind of adv advice to him because he's also blundered massively um, with anti-drug campaigners um, because he's talked an awful lot about the use of his drug uh, the drugs that he used to take and I wouldn't be surprised if he still does take them I mean it's not illegal to smoke marijuana in California so he wouldn't be doing anything wrong by smoking it um, but he talks about uh, using positive experience of using the psychedelic drug ayahuasca which I think is one of those South American sort of um, Things that you find um, that grow in the in the in the far reaches of the Peruvian jungle. I think that's what it is. Uh, he says it was very good. Uh, it's an Amazonian plant. Treats patients suffering from mental illness. Cocaine, he says, didn't do much for me. Um, marijuana is different. He says that did help me. I mean, it's an extraordinary kind of series of admissions and very unhelpful according to drug campaigners. Yes, I mean, he says those are dangerous ones. Um, cleared his windscreen of himself. 
I mean, it's ridiculous language, but he's very angry with his family. He wanted them to learn his language as if he's forgotten how to speak English. Extraordinary. But the thing about these drugs is that um, how does he cope with his children with these drugs? Doesn't his wife say to him, look, you've got to get this sorted. We must make sure you're all right. Mm. Because he looks such a wreck. But he can't um, be, he can't be looking after young children if he's getting stoned all the time. Well, you know, if he's stoned at all, he can't look after good young, small children. And also, he can't be um, a teacher for people with mental health who is um, working in, a, in California on. I mean, how can they have an advisor like that when some of the time, or even little of the time, he's absolutely away with the fairies? Yeah. Absolutely right. Well, I dare say there'll be another interview along soon because uh, he can't go long without doing another one uh, in his quest for privacy. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Angela Lovin, Royal Biographer, journalist, of course, as well. Um...